Hello, I'm Holly Robinson, pageant judge, coach, compare and former international queen. And today I'm discussing the secret life of a pageant judge. You're listening to Mummy is Doing a Beauty Pageant podcast with your host, Jessica Barkley. Oh wait, that's me. The current Miss Middlesex Galaxy and mummy to one amazing little girl. Here I will share my crazy journey from buggy walks to walking the stage at the United Kingdom Galaxy Finals. But don't worry, this isn't all about me. I'll be interviewing current and former queens, plus experts in many areas of pageantry. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, on or off the stage, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give it a share on social and pop me a little review over on iTunes. Now, strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Well, hello. Thank you so much for joining me this evening, another evening recording, um, which is quite nice because I am again in my jamas. Um, <laughs> we, lo- we love the comfort of it. It's and I always think after pageants, the pictures of people in their pajamas, it always look extra comfy because you just know they've been in heels and like bound into dresses all night. Um, no, <laughs> there's d- definitely a love of post pageant pajama, pajamaness. I feel like that's yes. a word. We're going with it. That's a word. That's a word. Um, <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm super excited to go into this because I've always found it really nerve wracking speaking to pageant judges because the only ones I've met are ones that judge the system that I compete in. And even when I finish competing, I'm like, they're these holy people that I can't, I shouldn't speak to them. Like, don't look them in the eye. Don't look them in the eye. Like, oh, are you going to get marked down next time you compete if you say something wrong or you're not allowed to speak to them and you're going to get accused of cheating if you say hello like it's like all all the panic and um I think one then befriended me and I was like oh can I accept because I want to compete in Galaxy again and then I realized oh they've they've friends with all all the pageant girls in the entirety of the UK I think this is okay um so it's quite a I think particularly when you're new to pageantry you just don't know how to deal with it like how how holy is the is the pageant judge? So yeah, very excited to get into all the details today. Um, so can you explain a little bit about your um, relationship to the pageant industry, uh, what you're doing at the moment, how you're connected and things like that in a bit more detail? Yep, of course. So I have been in the pageant world since 2009. So nearly 10 years now or bordering on and during that time I've been a contestant, I've been a judge, I've been a compare coach and then my new venture for 2019 is a pageant director so I've literally been probably every portion of every part of, of pageantry I've been there um, and done basically. Um, so I started out as a contestant competing in different systems um, didn't really get anywhere, sort of was self-coached myself. And then recently I was um, lucky enough to win an international title. So from there, um, I've just been out in my community helping out, of course. And then that's how I sort of got into the whole judging aspects was just basically being a face and a name out there at every single place I could possibly be. <laughs> and what drew you into pageantry first? What was like the first little calling so I 
so I started when I was 17 and I would have probably never dreamt of entering a pageant when I was that age. I had no confidence after years of bullying, but I was actually scouted at a clothes show in Birmingham by the Miss England organisation. And I remember having a conversation with my mom. It was probably more of an argument where she was telling me that I had to do it. And I was like, no, no, they're going to laugh at me. No one wants to see me on a stage. I was like, they're all, they're all saying ugly. They're all saying this. I was like, I can't do a pageant. Literally typical thinking that it's based on mm. physical appearance because you hear the word pageant and someone who's not versed in pageantry thinks that it is obviously about appearances. So I went to this um, Miss England heat. So my mum had entered me without me knowing and told me I got through to the semi-finals um I went literally thought they were all gonna laugh at me but when I got there I met the most wonderful group of women and I realized that it was obviously about much more than just physical appearance and then since then I have literally fell in love with pageantry everything it stands for the friends that you make the platform that it gives you and all the opportunities that come with it as well oh it's amazing I find it so interesting and um, people that don't know pageantry and don't understand pageantry often think it's like degrading to women and abusing our self-confidence and things like that the number of uh, pageant friends and people I know that went into pageantry to improve their self-confidence and it did is incredible it's it feels like nine out of ten people that I speak to it was it was bullying or self-confidence issues or they yeah they weren't confident in their own skin they didn't really know themselves and they decided somehow I'm going to go into what is considered archaic and sexist by those that don't know it. Um, it seems a really bizarre thing to do from the outside, doesn't it? But actually, once you're in the industry, you realise that this is the perfect place to do that and the perfect place to build confidence and self-esteem. Um, and the sisterhood within pageantry is just so amazing. Um, I like taking things back to the caves and people have heard me hark on about this before if they listen to my other podcast uh, the fact that women are drawn to building community is within our dna because it's within our survival instincts if we didn't um, build community in the caves we wouldn't hear about the deadly issues that literally would kill us and um, so it's within us to need community and to thrive within that environment and i think that's part of why pageantry works so well is it's, it gives us a massive community um, and a sort of massive support system and um, so you said you, you sort of put yourself everywhere and that's how you started to being asked to do judging. What was your first judging role? So my first judging role was for a charity pageant. It was actually the Miss um, Rose United Kingdom, Miss United Kingdom Rose pageant. Mm. Um, I was asked to judge because I'd just won a um, title within the Crown and Glory system. And I was asked to be a guest judge on there. It was the first time I'd ever done anything like that. I was didn't know what to expect, didn't know how I could possibly judge anybody. Um, but as soon as I sat on that table um, during those interviews, I just felt really comfortable. And I could see that people, girls were coming in and sitting down for interviews with these judges and feeling really nervous. And I was like, God, I've been exactly where you were. So I'd obviously be there trying to help them, you know, relax a little bit, give them, make sure they knew it wasn't, you know, as serious as what people think. Because I think a lot of contestants go into a interview and think oh my god I've got to be really deadly serious here but mm. you don't like it is very very relaxed even my international interview was very very relaxed with how like we spoke with each other and stuff because a lot of it is just a conversation it's to find out about you and the judges aren't ever going to ask you a question you don't know because yeah. it's just to find out about you and I think that first initial um judging opportunity for me 
it was just it opened up so many doors and so many opportunities then because I was then going to other events and people were seeing me and a lot of the time directors want people that they're going to trust and if they ask you to judge you're actually going to turn up as well yeah so there's lots of lots of things I go to and people basically backtrack and let directors down and don't turn up and judge so I sort of got this um reputation as being the judge that always shows up yeah. And then from that, I became this trusted judge where people then started asking me um, to judge the system because they know they'd see me at this one. Um, I judged their daughter in something or I judged them in something. They liked the fact that I gave like, you know, criticism as well as like a, a positive point in my comments kind of thing. Um, and from there, so I started getting this reputation as sort of a um, well-known name for judging. And from that, that's how I actually got on to judge some of the biggest systems in the UK. Um, so yeah, it all goes down to being reliable. So is that the most important quality of a pageant judge? Is to actually turn up. Yes, I'm always shocked most, that people yeah. don't turn up for things. Like you most, make a commitment. Yeah, most important quality is to turn up. <laughs> um, but yeah, just and being reliable as well. Because obviously, if you can't trust your judges, how are you going to trust your queens or contestants that they're actually going to judge for you and find yeah. for you? So no. Um, there's been more than one occasion where I've turned up and judges haven't turned up, so or I've had to fill in for people the last time, in the last minute, I should say. Yeah, I, I, I it, it's not just a judge thing. It happens in so many areas of life, and I'm like, mm. as long as it's gone in my in my diary on my phone, as long as it's in my Google Calendar, I'm obsessed with Google Calendar. And I do say to people when they try and give you those slips at the dentist and things, they try and say, "Oh, should I put it on a piece of paper for you?" And I was like, "What for me to lose? No, what? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it won't happen." Which yeah. is exactly what happened the, the first sort of induction day for my daughter's preschool, which was before the summer holidays started. And um, didn't make it into my phone. Um, it's, I've got the first days, the ones that she's now doing now got made into my phone, but that day didn't make it in the phone. So I got a call 15 minutes after it was meant to have started. We were expecting Felicity today. Is she still coming? I was like, oh. it didn't go in the phone. It didn't happen. So as long yeah, as it's in my phone, phone I'm not, as long as it's in my phone, I always show up. But um, yep. when I used to do modelling and things before Felicity and nothing ever major I'd sort of be the, the, the fake bride for a, a, a bridal workshop for, for bridal photographer workshop and things like that and um, it's always like nice little fun jobs and I guess maybe because they weren't massively paid they were so used to having people drop out so you get about 27 text messages and 42 calls from them going you are still coming you are still coming I was like Yes, I said yes. One reminder, just in case it didn't go in the phone. But other than that, they were like panicking. Like, yeah. How many people have you had pull out? Um, or you'd rock up to things where they'd like triple books because people pull out so often. And I'm like, this is crazy. People need to get a Google Calendar and sort their lives out. <laughs> um, and as it, it's, it's quite awkward um, with the whole what do you do? What do you say to a judge when you see a judge? And I, um, it's like seeing a teacher at school. <laughs> You're not quite <laughs> sure what to say. So yeah. I came up with my idea of the, the worst, worst situation I could possibly imagine getting into with a judge. So you're in a lift at a venue and a contestant you are judging over the weekend, so you haven't judged them yet, gets into the lift. It's just you and them. How should they act? Because that's my idea. Of, literally, I, I always take the stairs at Galaxy because I'm worried I'm going to end up in, in, <laughs> in the lift. This is my like, my scary, or, or in the loo cubicle. 
And I'm mm. like, I, I think I ended up in 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 the loo, not in the same loo cubicle, at, but in the in the toilets <laughs> with someone I thought was a judge. And so I'm sort of looking at the floor, trying not to make eye contact. But so yeah, you're in a lift. How mm. should they act? Can they talk to you? Can they ask questions? Like what what is socially um, legally? Legally is not the right word. Yeah. What's acceptable? Yeah, pageant, pageant legal terms. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I hope that they would see me as friendly and approachable so they'd be more than welcome to ask questions um you know it could just be friendly questions like oh how have you got down here you know that kind of stuff and everything like small talk is fine but they'd have to respect the fact that I wouldn't be able to discuss the competition like if they started asking me questions about so who do you think's going to win who this and stuff like that that's when I get uncomfortable about it um and be a bit like no I prefer you to obviously respect the fact that you're a contestant I'm a judge we can do small talk and everything because there's nothing more awkward than just being stood there and going like, we should know each other, but we don't. It's like when you see someone who you've spoken so much on social media or followed and then you see in person and you're like, so how's your new brother's dog? Because you know them because you've seen them on social media and <laughs> yeah. you've never actually physically met them before. Yeah. Um, so many situations with myself, I've had that situation where like, oh, hi, like I know you. And they're a bit like, do you? And it's like, I know you on social media. I don't know you in person. So sorry. I have to introduce myself. But no, I hope they would see um, me as friendly and um, approachable. Like a lot of judges, hopefully, see themselves that way. But you do have the stern ones. Um, I think probably turning around, just saying hi and smiling and just asking if they're okay and see how the conversation goes, you'll get a good gauge as to if they're a nice, friendly judge or wants to keep it strictly professional. <laughs> and have you been put in any awkward positions by contestants? You obviously Actually, don't name names. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have. I think when you've judged the amount of systems I have, um, when judging panels are announced, a lot of people tend to guess that I'm on them. Um, so I have had quite a few people try and befriend me first on social media. So they'll send me a friend request and you know, I'm like, oh yeah, pageant girl, we'll accept some stuff. You never know. Um, they might do mm. events and just go into that kind of thing. Um, I said we're all part of the same community, so why can't we be friends? But then if they start messaging and asking random questions and things, it just gets a little bit awkward. And you yeah. have to sort of give a professional, you know, oh, like thank you and stuff. And, you know, if they keep commenting on your photos, that kind of thing, it can get a little bit awkward. Um, I had that situation before where people tried to befriend me. And then when I've showed up to competitions before where I, for example, I know people, um, I know contestants in there, and they've run up and been like, oh, hi, and give me a hug. And I'm a bit like, whoa. Yeah, got a bit of boundaries here. We're contestant judge side, not pageant yeah. friend side. Because um, being a pageant judge, you have to be able to put those knowledge and sort mm. of friendly feelings you have towards someone out of this out of the equation when you're judging. You have to judge them as they are in front of you and what they've done for that system. Um, so it's like knowing certain things, like you know, they might be really hard working from the system. They've gone into this one, not been that great, that kind of thing. But you've got to judge them as and when with what the information they're giving you at that time. Um, so no, I've had a few awkward situations. <laughs> Hopefully everyone will listen to this episode and know how to behave now. <laughs> you say that, but I bet they won't. <laughs> People panic, I think, a lot of the time and just go with what happens. Then afterwards, they're probably like, oh no, I shouldn't have done that. But I've done fine. an episode recently about, so, well, we're on part two of goodness knows how many about social media and pageantry. Um, but in the most recent one I've recorded that will have gone out by the time this one goes out, um, 
I talked about adding and being careful who you accept because I quite often will look at the number of mutual friends and be like, we've got loads of mutual friends, I'll accept. But actually, when I was going into the mutual friend list, I didn't recognize any of those. Everyone in there had been added because they they had lots of mutual friends. And so I'm getting a bit pickier with who I accept, Um, partly because then it just dilutes your your feed and you don't end up supporting anyone. Um, You don't end up making connections with anyone because you're liking too many people um so I'll I'll add the other one is I I'll accept and then ask them to like my page so that we can communicate on there and remove them as a friend and try and keep friends my friends list to actual friends and things as well and but I think I went off on a mini stuff either in that episode or another episode I went off on a mini rant of people adding you and then trying to sell you network marketing products yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I see you're a fellow pageant girl too. It's like, okay, made a connection. Yeah, what are you gonna what are you gonna get at next? I found these great products from Arbon that helped me get my bikini body, and it's like, oh, uh. yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> um, sorry, not for me. Block, delete. Very frustrating. So yes, if you feel like your social media <laughs> etiquette is lacking, go back and listen to episodes uh, social media part one and part two. There will be more coming. And there's lots of advice in those ones about how to build your following as well, because I work a lot on social media. So there's lots of tips and, and tricks in there too. It's not just um, the etiquette side of social media, which yes, I wish more people knew. And <laughs> um, so there's a lot of preparation when you're going to compete. And we, we know that it's months and months of hard work and late nights and early mornings and all the such like. But what do you do to prepare to prepare to be on a judging panel? So if um, it depends what type of judging panel I've been on. So if it's just a charity pageant, it's mostly just finding out and make sure I know where the venue is, how long it's going to take me to get there. So give adequate time. But if it's a national competition or a competition that's sending these girls to be representatives for the United Kingdom, there's a lot of preparation actually going into it. So I, it's certain things like looking at social media, so seeing what the girls have posted, what they've shared, um, what kind of role model they are on social media, because as we know now, a lot of pageantry, a lot of the community is online and through social media. It's how we um, communicate with each other, it's how we set up events, it's how we basically get our name out there. So if someone isn't a great role model on social media, then how could they be a great role model for a pageant system, which is basically about being a good role model? Yeah. Um, so it's having to basically look at the social media sites, seeing what they um, are like. But also knowing the system as well, having a bit of a Google, speaking to the director, knowing exactly what their ethos is and what they're looking for in a queen, because every system is different. Every system has... Um, a different ethos and what they stand for and a different charity that they stand for or a different um, way that they like their queens to behave or um, a certain type of person that they like. Um, there's some systems that like people who are very um, typically British or people that like systems that like people that are very like um, diverse. It just depends. Um, but it's also knowing things like the charity, that the charity total they've done, the appearances they've done, um, a little bit of background um, info from the director as, well, director as well is always good to have. And um, an amazing question just came into my head and flew straight back out again. That's <laughs> my worst fear in interview. In in like when I go in for a pageant interview, is like I'm going to have this great thing to say, and then I'm suddenly going to go silent and not know what to say at all. Um, 
but it will come back to me. I was literally, literally was on the tip of my tongue and then it disappeared. That's, that's awkward. <laughs> that's a proper awkward pageant moment. Um, oh, no, I remember now. Um, I'd quite, I would love to see the popularity thing, which I know in quite a lot of systems they'll have missed popularity, but they don't, it doesn't actually count towards the final score where you have to share a picture and get lots of likes on it. Um, and I do see the benefit in those ones because it's, it's showing that you support the pageant industry and that you can, you don't want a title holder that's not going to represent their, their system. And um, I get that it shows that and building that. And obviously it's very tricky now because people are buying likes. I know the last time I competed, the girl that won the Miss Popularity vote had very clearly bought her likes because they were all like fake made up names and you clicked on the profiles and they weren't real. Um, and I don't, I don't know actually if Galaxy do popularity one or not yet because I won't know until they say here's your picture go get go get likes in it so I do see the benefit of it in the bigger picture but I would love to see that swapped with um somebody judging uh everyone's page on Facebook and not for the number of followers because number of followers isn't isn't great but for are they putting out good positive content are they sharing their appearances finding a different way of doing the the mispopularity in that way I don't I think it would be a very tricky thing to judge um but I would love to see something like that becoming um becoming more part of it because I think it's social media plays such a mega part in our world um that we as positive role models need to be putting more positivity onto our social media um I think it is a, a responsibility on our shoulders even when you're just a regional title and um, I think that's that's quite an important thing and um, so yeah I'd love to see but any thoughts on that? That really tricky thing to judge that I've just thrown out there. Yeah, I think it'd be quite it'd be quite hard to judge because obviously some people don't have certain social media platforms or pages, or some people post a lot, some people don't. Um, I always think the publicity parts of competitions is completely irrelevant to the judging because it just depends how many people that they know and can get them to like a photo. Like the amount of times I get messages on social media for people that I don't really know that well they go oh, like yeah. my photo please to vote for me and I'm like well why would I vote for you if I don't know just voting for your photo doesn't really give yeah. me any context I don't know who you are as a person don't you know what you've done to prepare so why would I like your photo and I don't tend I don't ever really like and photo that kind of stuff or anything because they end up judging it someone will go oh she's liked her photo but she's not like mine so I tend to stay clear of publicity yeah. um side of it I think a lot of systems now are getting more up to date with this. So know the fact that social media can be quite false. Mm. So um, the publicity side sometimes is how many appearances they've done, you know, that kind of way. Or, um, you know, if they've managed to get X, Y, and Z things in the paper, that kind of thing, that kind of old fashioned publicity, basically. Um, yeah. but it is kind of a really hard one to, to, to pinpoint and judge in this day and age. Cause like you say about the fake followers as well, there are yeah. a lot of that on social media. Um, it's a false representation, really, of how nice oh. the person is. Just because they've got yeah. a good picture doesn't make them a good winner. Exactly, <laughs> it's yeah. Pageantry, isn't it? It's a, bit, it's a bit old school pageant going back to those sort of, you know, oh, she looks nice, so I'll vote for her. But doesn't give her any context to the person. No, no, it's, um, I'm very glad that you don't, in a lot of systems that do still have them, you don't get any points for them. Because, yeah, it's so easy to fake now. And I, that I did include in the part two about social media, because not only... Is it now blindingly obvious you've bought them? But that Facebook, which is where most of these happen, Facebook will know 
that they've been bought likes and they will mm. um, negatively reflect the page that hosted that picture. So if your pageant system hosts all these pictures and loads of the contestants buy their likes, that's going to have a detrimental effect on the system's Facebook presence. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you really want a queen that's had a detrimental effect on your Facebook presence? <laughs> like, so I was like, just don't do it. I went off on one in the thing. That, that's, that's a network marketing. I was like, just don't, just don't buy it. Just don't buy likes. Because it, it was a very um, common practice for businesses. You would buy your first 2,000 likes and then you'd be like, you cut off at that. And it would, people would like because you had a big following. Um, now, because we know that the, the social marketing platforms and things that they are able to tell and they, it will negatively impact you, it's not done. But a lot of people that have millions of followers now said, well, I started by buying my first 2000. It was not that long ago, a very standard and considered ethical practice. So um, it's just kind of, yeah, suddenly on top of all the things you have to do in pageantry, you have to know all the ethics of social media. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sorry I've digressed so much here (laughs) Um, focus back to the questions this is my problem I have with interviewers I digress a lot and then I don't get around to the things I really wanted to talk about (laughs) Um, what's the best way a contestant can get feedback after the competition Um, so this is kind of one of my little pet peeves is when a competition's just finished a contestant will come to you go, oh, can you, can you give me some feedback? And you look at them blankly and go, I can't remember you at all. So if you're just like 30, 40 girls, it's almost impossible for a judge to remember each girl and what they've done on the stage after they've seen so many girls again and again doing the same thing. Um, so therefore, I always tell people they should consult the director um, for the comments from the score sheets. It makes us fair as well. It's not like, oh, this judge told me that, you know, I was their winner, but don't know what happened and stuff. Because it's really awkward to tell a girl that you gave them a low mark to their face. Um, Particularly if it's literally the night after the night of and they've just literally had that that feeling of loss. If you're going to then tell them, well, actually, you didn't do this well, you didn't do this well, you just didn't do this well, um, it sort of has another negative it gives them another negative feeling to another negative night. So you don't want to do that. So I always tell people to go back to the direct, to go back to the director, get the score sheets. If they want to message me after, we can go through them. That's fine. But literally at that time, if they come up to me and ask you, I guarantee the judge will have no idea because they can't remember. Because yeah. there been that many girls that have gone through. The last time I did Galaxy, I'm hoping I've got it somewhere, but I think it was on an email and not an attached document to the email because I'd have saved the document. Um, but we did, we were able to uh, to write in and say, yes, please, I would like my sort of feedback forms. And they would, you wouldn't get your scores because that's kind of, it, then, then people could work out exactly where they placed instead of being top five, you know, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever. Um, and then someone is coming last um, as opposed to when it's just top 10 and top five um, and winner. And, they'd say what was your highest uh, scoring um, category within it and things and a bit of feedback and for each section. And that was so helpful to get. So it is worth finding a way to ask. But um, that was um, the company that ran Galaxy Pageant Girl. Uh, they, they were the ones distributing that instead of the individual judges, which was really nice. And... What is the one thing you wish all pageant contestants knew, apart from that they should turn up? <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
I oh, I wish they would all know that. This, so it doesn't matter what kind of clothing you have on. You don't have to have the newest Sherry Hill gown. You don't have to have the the you know this sort of Mark Defang shoes or anything. It doesn't matter what item clothing you're wearing, just as long as you look comfortable in it and you've got a confident walk. A girl can come out in literally a bin bag, but if she still comes out with a confident walk, carries herself well, and is smiling and having the best time, she will get a better mark than someone that comes out in a £2,000 dress that they can't walk in and they don't feel comfortable in and it doesn't suit them. Mm. It's the same with shoes as well. Oh, um, shoes. about shoes. And people not being able to walk in them because they think they have to have Chinese laundry, Mark Defang, um, any of these certain type of shoes because they're pageant shoes. That's what every little girl has to have. If you can't walk in them like a T-Rex, you're not going to get any good marks in them. So you need to wear a pair of shoes. If they're flats and you can walk fine in them, then wear flats. But just wear what makes you look the best version of yourself, not what you think you should be wearing because it's considered pageantry. Yeah. Oh, you'd be pleased. I have sold my tippy tops. I am... They've got a tiny platform of about a centimetre, the ones I'm going to be wearing. So basically just a thick mm-hmm. sole under the toe. And they've got a nice heel on them. And then I'm actually going for some slightly lower ones for my evening wear um, because the, the dress I wanted didn't quite touch the floor and anything higher. So I've, I've got a heel, um, but it's a much lower heel for my evening gown um, so that it, it was the length I wanted it to be. You, you think... I think it'd be easy because most of the gowns they make them really long so you can have them taken up to suit you but I'm five foot eleven <laughs> everything, wow. everything yeah. short on me and um, but I was I undenard and I took both pairs of shoes I took the ones I was considering wearing and my tippy tops to the gym and I practiced my walk in in both pairs of shoes and recorded it and watched back and I was like one looks like a comedy show and one looks like a swan clearly which one am I going to pick <laughs> exactly <laughs> well not quite swan but it was heading there <laughs> it was definitely better than the definitely better than the tippy tops I was like and I feel a lot more like I can do that now I'm an MS now I'm older and mm. <laughs> there'll be more sensible shoes in the MS category than there were in Miss and the teens some of the teen shoes and but they can walk in them some of them yeah as long as you can walk in them it's fine it doesn't matter how hard they are but as long as you don't like a T-Rex like with your bent knees, I would say if you can't walk with straight knees in them, you can't walk in them. Yeah, if you have to bend your knees as you walk in. You end up like bobbing, like with the, you've got to put your hands kind of in front of you to to stabilize yourself. It's the T Rex walk, and it just doesn't look. Yeah, it looks awful. That's some sort of weird dance. It's like my my mum dancing. I'm yeah. I'm so glad I'm now a mum because now my mum dancing is is allowed, whereas I just mum danced without a child before. Um, <laughs> But yeah, make make sure you can walk in your shoes. I do want to do some episodes about walking, but it's really hard because it's such a visual thing um, to 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 discuss it. But um, I'm sure I'm sure we'll manage it somehow. Um, Do a discussion on walking. Um, So obviously, shoes. The shoes thing is changing a lot at the moment. There's a lot of talk about it, and there's a lot of more variety now in shoes. But what are some of the other current bad habits that you see in pageantry that you really like people to start avoiding so um another one of my pet peeves which is tends to be a really bad habit in pageantry is during the interview you'll ask a contestant a question they'll give you an answer then they'll finish it with and things like that um it just ends with a silence and you're like and what are those things um having to draw answers out of contestants is a massive waste of valuable interview time all questions should basically be answered with an explanation 
So mm. it should be, for example, what's your favourite colour? It could be blue, but not just go blue. It's blue because it's the colour of my platforms, ribbons, and arch. Something that you can relate it back to, but not just saying, oh, yeah, blue and, um, and things like that, because it doesn't give you an explanation of what it is, and it just sounds like you haven't prepared. It sounds like you don't know what you're talking about and that you're not confident with your answer. Mm. So, yeah, massive, massive pet haters and things like that. And then other bad habits is basically not knowing the rules and the regulations for your system as well. Each each pageant system has its own set of terms and conditions, own set of rules. Different ones have different kind of no's and then yeses for certain things. It's knowing them as well. Um, people tend to think, oh, it's all the same, it's fine, don't read the terms and conditions. And then they'll be crowned and then realise that they can't have X, Y, and Z, they can't do this, they can't be seen with this. Mm. Um some systems have really strict um, rules against, say, typical things like, you know, having alcohol in pictures. So with my international title, I wasn't allowed to have any alcohol in any pictures, even without my crown and sash on, even if I was a night out, wasn't allowed to be pictured at all with alcohol. No social media presence with alcohol whatsoever. And that's just because this system had a really strong um, no alcohol policy and yeah. it was basically didn't want to promote drinking considering it was a family pageant and had contestants during this five. Yeah. So it was for a whole year, I basically couldn't have anything that was relating around alcohol. I couldn't even say I was going out or anything like that because they wanted me to be the best version of role model myself. And that was to them, for someone that didn't promote alcohol and drinking. So it's um, mm. it's knowing those terms and conditions um, as well. Big pet hate. <laughs> <laughs> know what you're getting yourself into. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's... Um, I think kind of sort of a sidebar to that, it's very important to don't put anything on social media that you wouldn't want your parents to know. Don't put anything on social media that you wouldn't want on the, national, the front of a national newspaper um, anyway, uh, whether yeah. you've got a title and it's in the terms and conditions at all. Um, I'm all about trying to be real but positive on social media because there is so much negativity and so much fakery on social media. Um, I particularly find this with the mum side of things. The mum stereotypes really drive me nuts because it doesn't appeal to everyone. But same with some of the pageantry ones is don't look at stuff on social media and be like, oh, that thing doesn't apply to me, so therefore I couldn't be a pageant queen. It's, it's set the new stereotype. Be the new stereotype that's coming through. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah it's like keeping it keeping it real but still keeping it positive and realizing how many people you can be impacting with what you're putting out there as well it's, it's fairly important um yeah. I would say to stick with the GP rules it's something you don't want your grandparents if you don't want your grandparents to see it don't post it yeah GP rule grandparents <laughs> I like that I shall use that one I like that <laughs> um so we're sort of coming towards the end of things um but what's been your favorite experience as a pageant judge Oh, so my favourite experience is every time that I've judged and that crowning moment goes to the best deserved person and you can see it in their face and it's just, you can see the sheer happiness and shock that they've finally achieved their goal. That's my ultimate favourite part of judging. It's just so heartwarming and it's it's just, I get to relive my crowning moment a bit through them as well whenever I see it now. I'm a bit like, oh, I know how that person feels. It's so... Um, but that's no, definitely the, the favourite experience of judging. Um, I've also judged internationally in Barcelona as well. That was also a, a very, very nice um, experience for judging. Mm. It was, um, I don't know, I, 
I feel like talking to you that judging would be something I'd like to get into at some point. I, there's basically outside of Galax, some people, they, they'll complete one system and then they'll be like, this system is my next goal. Not crown chasers, but genuine people that will, you can't, can, once you've won the title in a system, you can't do that one again. I just don't see myself ever doing anything competing wise beyond Galaxy. Um, so maybe, yeah, but I would, I, I kind of always want to have pageantry in my life, but then I have got my daughter to start bringing through she started practicing her pageant walk today um which she asked to do she's two and a half and she said I want to do a pageant walk (laughs) I was like okay so we do big smile and pretty fingers and she has to walk slowly because that is that's the the hardest thing for her is to not run everything is is like a trot at the moment um so I guess she'll be she'll be my pageant fix as long as she still wants to do it and then I might have to come to you for some coaching advice on how to become a good judge (laughs) (laughs) and so I guess most importantly is how can we find you on social media so my personal profile is under Holly Louise Robinson and then for all of my um, coaching bits as well that's also just done through me and then for the director side it's just Royal International Miss United Kingdom Fabulous. I will make sure that I link everything in the show notes as well. So if you're like me and your spelling's appalling, hit the show notes up and you can copy and paste. Joys of copy and pasting. Have you got anything else you want to add that you feel like we've missed or do you feel like we've kind of covered covered all the key areas of looking at judging? Um, yeah, probably just all the key areas really. Just if anybody ever wanted to get into judging, it's basically just put yourself out there. So a lot of charity pageants that are on every weekend there to raise money um a lot of systems will you know send that calling can anybody judge this 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 system or this system just literally go for it just literally put your name in the hat just say i'm free not just before we'd like to get into it um it's nice to have new judges coming in all the time because then you get a mixture of different um styles and different people coming in so it's not all the same people on the panels so people don't know what to expect it's like mm-hmm. a nice fresh face it's just basically putting yourself out there and offering yourself out to coaching uh, sorry to judging um but just remember to be reliable <laughs> always turn up <laughs> always turn up <laughs> that is definitely <laughs> like yeah that's definitely the big the big thing from this episode isn't it just just yeah. turn up be reliable be reliable in every sense of pageantry as a as a as a judge as a contestant um being reliable is probably the best trait you can possibly be in pageantry yeah no, it's, i would say it takes me a lot to not turn up but i'm i'm constantly flabbergasted by people that don't show up in in all aspects of life um so yeah everyone everyone needs to start showing up well thank you so much um for spending some time with me this evening and um, it's been absolutely amazing uh, you've got just got such a wealth of knowledge and it's really lovely to pick your brain um so thank you very much for joining us and we'll get another date in the diary to talk about um the new pageant system that you've taken over the directorship of oh it's been lovely to speak to you as well thank you so much for having me Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. So it means a lot that you spent some of it here. Do rock on over to my Facebook or Instagram to share your thoughts on this episode. And I would really love it if you could give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, things mentioned in this episode, etc., please pop over to the website, which is mummyisdoingapageant.com. 
Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.